Hello, and welcome to the very first, the premiere episode of the NoCast. My name's Aaron, and I'm going to be your regular host every week on the NoCast. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin, who's my brother, yep. and our regular guest, Josh, who will also be pretty regularly on the podcast. Uh, we're, we're, we're kicking things off today. We're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and about our interests and what we're doing here. So NoCast is a, it's a podcast about gaming primarily and maybe you know maybe some other bullshit maybe some music maybe a little bit of uh tv a little game of thrones i don't know shit like that mm-hmm. just gaming and stuff but really gaming we're here to talk about gaming and uh let's i just want to introduce everybody kevin you want to say hi hey um i'm kevin um i love uh i love video games i love talking about video games yeah yeah uh, kevin loves video games I really do. And he actually loves talking I, about I video do. games it's, it's just like all I ever want to do. It's, it's pretty much, it's a good thing. Yeah. Josh, how you doing today? I'm great. Yeah? Thank you for yeah. having me again. Josh is, uh, he's calling in from San Diego. He's a long time listener, but a first time caller. Is that correct? That's correct. No, that's not correct. Uh, how's the weather in San Diego today? It's good. It's been very hot. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Seriously. Yeah. It's, it's October, bubble, man. Right. It's not supposed to be this hot it's in been, October. It's been too hot here too. It's not. I mean, I don't know where you guys are listening from, but we're all in California and different parts of California. So it's pretty hot in California as it's, it's known to be. Um, all right. So you guys playing games this week? I know Kevin hasn't had a chance to play any games. He's, he's, he's out of it, but Josh, you playing games? Absolutely. I've been playing, uh, I've been playing a bit of stalker call of Pripyat. Oh my God. How do you like it? What do you think of that game? So I've been enjoying it. Okay. I've been getting into the atmosphere of it, but I do have gripes about some of the, uh, and NPC animations. The NPC animations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They drive me nuts. That might be like the most common complaint I hear is that they look they look a little The, the bad. people look a little weird too. It's funny when you yeah. go on a mission with a bunch of NPCs. And they're all running. Yeah, they just they look hilarious. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. And uh and I find um there's just like kind of rough edges if I go up to a door and I open it, it will swing outward and like push me into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> instead, instead of yeah, like, like my character standing aside and opening the door, it's like it's like in real life if I was to stand in front of a door and just pull as hard and be like, why isn't it opening? Right. Like it, it like closes you, like you can get like stuck behind it, like into the door. Yeah. It puts you in a corner, but like in between the wall and, and the, the door. door. It's weird. It's so really weird. Are you enjoying Stalker though? Like, is, yeah. has it hooked okay. into you or are you still kind of like these ed- these edges are a little too rough for me? It's kind of strange for me, honestly, because I'm a big fan of Fallout. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the Metro series. Metro, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. there's just, it, to me, it seems like like a kind of a strange old school hybrid between the two games. Um, yeah, so I'm that. so I'm definitely really appreciating. And and you actually mentioned to me when I when I uh, said this to you the other night. You said, "Well, Metro are X Stalker correct. developers, correct? Some, correct. Of, some of them, yeah, they, they, some at of at least partially formed by X Stalker devs." Um, because I was I was really um, surprised to see these anomalous sort of electrical storms and whatnot in Stalker, uh, which I was so used to from Metro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Metro definitely is like Stalker, the linear version, basically. Yeah, what? Not, not a bad thing. But didn't Four A form after GSC? After like the they they, they broke off from GSC game yeah, they, right after or the first game. It was some key devs on the original Shadow of Chernobyl game, which might explain why I, I still think that Shadow of Chernobyl. For those of you, for those of you who don't know what Stalker is, it's a PC exclusive, um, open world type survival first person shooter game, but it, it uh. 
Shadow of Chernobyl came out in 2007, and it was a real tumultuous um, development process. It was caught in development hell for like seven years, because I think it was supposed to come out in like 2001 or two. Yeah. Um, so the people leaving and going to 4A games to start making those Metro games might explain the slight differences in quality. In Clear Sky and Call Clear, of Pripyat. For Clear Sky and Call of Pripyat, the two yeah. sequels to the Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. Uh, but but you're digging it? You're, are you getting, I mean, are you able to sit down and play and just get immersed or are, are the animations and the, the swingy doors and the, the weirded shit kind of, is it getting to you? I think it depends on the night. Yeah. Uh, some some nights I'll sit down and I'll play I'll play a, a few hours. Other nights I'll sit down and, and I kind of get frustrated after 20 minutes. Um, and it, and it's not so much frustration, oh, this is unplayable. It's just that, you know, I'd rather be, be playing something else. However, I, there's been a few moments where I sat down and I was just running across the world, uh, the exclusion zone, as they call it, right? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, and I find myself in some cave exploring and attacked by some weird mutant. And it sort of uh, reminds me of the things I love the most about uh, those big Bethesda open worlds, absolutely, and and uh, and the atmosphere that they they create. So so there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff there. And and honestly, I'm still new to the franchise, Stalker in general. And, and yeah, uh, and you guys are huge fans, so I know if I keep at it, it'll probably bite me. Sure. Well, I mean, hopefully. Uh, have you seen many like emergent sort of moments, like something that happens in Stalker that's kind of unusual, and it's because of their a life uh, AI system is that you'll be walking across the landscape and you'll look over and you'll see two groups fighting each other. Yeah. Like, and two it's not a scripted fight, or, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not. It, it's just, you, you might like, sometimes it's hilarious you see the animals fight because yeah. you see like the dogs fighting with like the mutants and there's yeah. just this big old rumble and it's super funny and you don't know who's going to win. It's kind of whoever's got the better numbers. But you also see like the bandits fighting with duty, I think, and, and, uh, and other just factions just interfactional and, yeah. fighting and then it's like it, when in stalker right so when they shoot somebody they don't die right away they'll get downed and they'll be like give me a med kit well so you can either kill them or give them a med kit so i was i was playing the game the other night and i watched a a, a, a battle break out between i think it was duty and the bandits and the duty guys killed all the bandits but there was like two bandit guys on the ground and they walked up to him and shot him in the fucking head <laughs> like i was like whoa the ai just executed other other npcs this is call of pripyat call of pripyat yeah. yeah okay so 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 on the the flip side okay that's really cool mm -hmm. the flip side is though i'll be uh in the middle of a conversation with an ai and and i'll be asking questions trying to further uh some storyline right and suddenly they get alerted to to uh, maybe a mutant or another faction in the vicinity, and they just like robotically they're like Ey! they like <laughs> switch switch like their resting state like they were in like talk to Josh mode, mm -hmm. and now they're in like fight hostile mode like NPC hostile mode. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's like really clear. It's not natural because it's a little older of a game, right? Um, so there are just some little things like that, but but definitely push the boundaries. What two thousand. Pripyat came 11? out in 2010. So, I mean, it's almost seven years old now. It's a pretty old game. Right. And it was definitely, it was made by an Eastern European studio that was kind of an indie dev. Like, they didn't have, they didn't have the kind of budget that a Call of Duty or something like that had. So, it, it definitely, it lacks some of that AAA sheen. And it's a pretty unique experience because of that. Yeah, those rough really, edges, I think, really pay there's off. There's nothing quite like Stalker, I don't think. Mm-hmm. All right, you playing anything else? I've been playing, um, well, honestly, I'm still addicted to Devil Daggers. Devil Daggers. So I play a lot of that. I keep pushing it. I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm on the heels of the top 1,000 in the world. Oh, 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 oh. We got a, a near top 1,000 Double Daggers that, player. In the top that's, 1,500 that's, right now. Yeah, in, the top, in the top 1,500. Yeah, I'd really like to be in the top 1,000. Um, I'm usually okay. not... I'm usually not crazy about about leaderboards and whatnot, but for some reason, when it's just so close, you know, that's my goal right now. And with such a challenging game like Devil Daggers, you know, I mean, that's that is not an easy game. That is a hard. That's game. a very hard game. It's un- unforgiving. It's like probably one of the hardest games I can think of. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. This has been the year of like indie games coming out and getting lots of supplementary comp uh, content. Yeah, like Devil Daggers has got you can watch the replays in top down, which is really cool. And you can that way you can really see the sort of uh, geometry wars like inspiration for the game it directly in play. Mm-hmm. And they added a whole yes. bunch of new bosses and new enemies. Yeah, enemies. Yeah, it's been great. Um, that top down view that you're talking about really helped me tighten up my game and realize maybe where I was going wrong oh, at yeah. times. So so yeah, that game has has undergone some very very positive changes since it was released. Considering that I paid five dollars for it. And I, and I believe it's still $5 on Steam. I really don't think you can go wrong purchasing that yeah, game. Yeah, $5. No, that is that is a must-buy for anybody out there. And it, it'll run on any hardware if, if, you, if you're somebody who's only got a laptop. This is if you like challenging games. If, if, if you're not a hardcore right. FPS person. But for 5 bucks, yeah. I mean... I mean it's, but I mean, it's, yeah. it is not... You got, Even for all of us are, you know, hardcore FPS players, if you're not, right. it may not be something you, you immediately want to jump into. It's definitely... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's for someone there's, there's a high it. level of mastery there. If Definitely. you like games that you can get better at over time, mm-hmm. check it out. I still recommend it, of course, though. I mean, I, I recommend it to you two. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. No, yes, I wouldn't be playing it if it weren't for Kevin. So I, I need to get back into it because I was playing it the other day and I felt like uh, like I was getting I was getting better. Like I was getting mm-hmm. like I feel like you ha- you play that game for a while and you start smacking up against like a brick wall and you got to back off and sort of like let everything kind of chill down. And then come back at it, and you won't make, you won't make the same mistakes that you were making because yeah. just get like I, I think I get a little too habitual when yeah. I play the game. I do that too, like mm-hmm. in Battlefield. Yeah, you spawn oh, and just God. run to the enemies. Like like oh, yeah. we gotta shoot them. So it's like hey, let's back off here. Yeah, the Battlefield right. Like I need to take two or three days <laughs> off of Battlefield so I don't yeah. do stupid. No, shit. No, I I love that analogy or that uh, you know it's so similar. I'll be playing uh, whatever competitive FPS or any online game, and uh, and maybe I have a bad round, right? And then the next one's bad, and then the next one's bad, and then I'm just getting frustrated and not thinking, so I keep doing the same thing over, and it's like a compounding issue. When oftentimes it's really good to just take a little break and regroup. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost weird because it's like you're trying to do the same thing that's not working over and over again, expecting like a different result. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, Is, isn't that the, the Far Cry Three definition of definition it's of insanity? The Far Cry Three version. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, what do you think about walking simulators, Josh? Um, okay. I don't know if this this is a walking simulator, but one of my actual favorite indie games of the of the past five or six or whatever years mm-hmm. is uh, is Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Oh yeah, that's a. Go- I love that game too. Is that a walking simulator? Yeah, I like, definitely. I d- it pretty it much is. is huh? Yeah. I mean, there's no combat. You 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 can only move through the world. You can interact with things, but you have to like flee. Yeah. There's right? puzzles, you can die and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to flee. You I have think to it's a, I think it's a walking sim. Sure. Okay. To me, it is. I'm all right with we that. We could we could we could go with that for now. Yeah. If 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 you disagree, feel free to leave comments and uh, why you feel that way. Yeah. Send us mail at um, nocastmail at gmail and you can disagree with us on that. So tell us more. So so I love that game. I. 
at the time, I was reading all the little books I found around. Uh, there's a little survival element, actually, but I feel like, um, what's that game, Firewatch? There's survival elements in Firewatch as well, right? Mm, not really. There's exploration. I just beat Firewatch recently. Um, I I definitely really liked that game, but it's not. It's more about like you get some exploration, and then you get this 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 story that's pretty good. It's really well delivered by the two voice actors. Um, but you don't. There's not really any survival stuff. Like you're not going to starve to death, or you. I don't think you can die in that game. You can just stop progressing. That's that's kind of the the only failure state that I can I can recognize. So you just stop playing. You stop watching fires. Well, you can get lost, right? <laughs> so you could get lost in the world. Like it's 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 kind of a it's a very it's a very smartly guided open world because it's really just a bunch of little paths. Hmm. But it feels like you get to explore this whole section of the park. Um, and I mean, you definitely can explore. Uh, you can play it without the little map marker on, so you have to use your map like like you would use a real map like and Daisy just kind style. Of rec- yeah, like Daisy style. Yeah. Um, and you just got to recognize uh, landmarks, landmarks, and then and navigate from that. That actually is a fun. I, I enjoyed that in Daisy. Yeah, Daisy was like the most hands-off game ever, right? So. I wish Daisy had implemented that better in the game, so I didn't have yeah. to tab out to the fucking website every time I wanted to Shift do that. Tab and <laughs> map. You know what? <laughs> and I, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to bring up Dark Souls. What, okay. not, the, wait, wait, what is Dark Souls? Is that a, is that some rare indie game? I've never heard of that before. Can you tell us there, more about this Dark Souls? What What is that? I think it's a it's a game developed in a small, very little known country called ja- Japan. And, um, and it's one of my favorite games. It's yeah. really, really good. But the reason I bring it up, honestly, is because you're talking about getting to know a game world so well that you're using landmarks to navigate it instead of a mini-map, mm-hmm. right? No um, map and Dark not Souls. that there's anything wrong with the minimap. A lot of games uh, benefit and uh, from the minimap because their breadth is so wide, you couldn't possibly handle it without one. Yeah. But in games uh, like Dark Souls, or, or you mentioned uh, Firewatch, right? You were able to navigate by uh, by landmarks, or what were you talking about? You Kevin? had to use landmarks in conjunction with. It's not a minimap. It's like an actual map. Map. So it's you a have to map. look at the map, and you got to figure out what landmark is this, where am I, and then use the map. And your compass. So, I mean, it's it's exactly like you would be if somebody dropped you in the real world with a map, and you're like, oh, where the fuck am I? You don't have that. Uh... So, so what it reminded me of, or what it made me think, was how much more I come to appreciate uh, map design or world design when I have to learn the map, and I have to, uh, you know, depend on my eyes. Um, well, you're always dependent on your eyes, but you know, really, your your uh, memory of the map uh, to, yeah, yeah. to navigate it. Yeah, I, I'm 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 on board with that. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I, well, I've been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, again, which which is I mean, it doesn't have a mini map, but at the same time, you kind of need to use as a map, but like, it doesn't it doesn't give you any detail. It's just rooms. Yeah, it, it, right. It, it, I mean, that's classic. Yeah. So Dark Souls obviously <laughs> pretty influenced by yeah. by the Metroidvania type games. Um, I mean, it kind of even is one almost. I mean, I guess this this leads to another question. What do you think of backtracking? Like a lot of people hate the fuck out of backtracking. Um, I'm, I'm, it, Unless it's in a Metroidvania game. And then they're like, oh my God, it had such good backtracking. Yeah. Um, I, I think backtracking is great. Like, I think backtracking is, it, it really gives the world a sense of place and permanence. And I don't need to always be like, going to new places, exploding shit all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be constantly shooting and sword set slashing. Piece to set piece. Yeah. Uh, so I'm okay with a little quiet time moving around as long as, and I think Dark Souls does it a really good way because enemies respawn. So Same it's not like you just night. walk. Yeah. It's not like you're just walking through 
right. empty hallway. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned backtracking in your recent video, The Problem with Linear Games, and, yeah. and it got me thinking. You said the best kind of backtracking, and I thought, is there such a thing as good backtracking? And then I started thinking of, of, uh, of games like Doom. Where where you where for a lot of the secrets you have to backtrack, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Souls where in order to find certain paths or whatever you end up backtracking, and uh, and I think there is a a good style of backtracking, but then it can also be a very frustrating thing. So, I mean, what's a I bad don't know. example? You, you, yeah. The way you asked me, what do I think of backtracking? Yeah, I think that it can be used well and it can be used badly. What's what, sure. what's again that that you had to do a lot of backtracking that you didn't like it? Yeah, because I actually can't think of anything. Myself. No, I can't. I, nothing stands out because I think that OG those Halo? games that that have those kinds. I, of... I liked it in Halo. I kind of like revisiting familiar areas. Yeah, I, I do too. Especially like when they're when they're changed somehow. Like when you go and Cuba Trails, you go back to the Assault and Control room area, and it's it's different. It has like a different vibe because it's right. The flood have been there. And it's, it's changed. I don't know. So I think I, I think cool. the backtracking that people think of negatively, and certainly that I think of negatively, is when a game isn't designed in a way that's intuitive enough. So I'll I'll go very far forward and realize, oh shit, I actually can't progress without actually going back here and doing something first. It's the kind of backtracking where it's like now I have to go back and and take care of this thing versus I want to go back and explore the world more because there's something there for me. Yeah, I, I think maybe the yeah, bad backtracking is like when you don't know that you have to backtrack. Like you saw this a lot. I, I can't think of an example. Maybe like Dino Crisis or something, where you had to go back and find some random item that was like, right. like you know, a half hour or more of progress back, and in a weird place just to progress. Like backtracking. That could be annoying. I don't like it's something I can think of. Like playing Skyrim, being getting getting to the end of some quest and then realizing I missed the item. And having right. to go all the way back through the dungeon again to get the item in the very last room, that is backtracking I don't like. That's kind of my fault, right? But having to go through some tedious, samey-looking place mm-hmm. again, and there's nothing there's nothing there to interact with or see or do that's new, then it's bad. But I think if you backtrack and it's it's something there's something to do when you're backtracking, then it's okay. Hmm. You know, like in Dark Souls, everything's come back. Yeah. Something the night the enemies are back. There's something to fight. There's something to interact with. You're just going through the environment Keeps empty. Keeps it fresh. And it's like the same crap. Then I could see that. Okay. Speaking of backtracking, uh, little known fact: it just we just had the twentieth birthday of one of the most backtracky consoles in the history of consoles. The Nintendo sixty four turned twenty, right? Yep. And, and I have like really, like kind of, I've got mixed feelings about the Nintendo sixty four. I remember it really, really well. Like mm. I really, I had a Nintendo sixty four. It was like I think it was like the first game console that I owned for myself. Really? Yeah. Never like, had Super Nintendo. Never had a Super so Nintendo. I had a Sega Genesis from you. I got from you. Yeah, you got a, you had a Sega Genesis before, before you owned a console. I had, I, I had a TurboGrafx 16. Okay, but so that was technically the first one. But then then I got the Nintendo 64, and that was mine. Like it wasn't like you know it wasn't yeah. like the Fams or whatever. So I got a Nintendo 64, and I played the fuck out of Goldeneye, and I played the fuck out of uh, Ocarina of Time, and what else? Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Turok, shit like that. Turok, like too. I really had a good time with it at the time. But when I look at those games now. The, the the sort of like nascentness of the design of 3D games and the the just limits of uh, technology <clears throat> kind of makes it like it makes it hard to go back like and I know like some games are stu- super playable like Mario uh Super, super Mario 64 Mario Kart 64 Super Mario 64 what's the fighting game Ocarina of Time. that everybody loves I feel like Ocarina of Time Maybe not so much. Really, I I don't know. I played through the 3DS remaster like you know, two years okay, ago. Okay, the 3DS was... remaster is is a 
better game though right it's it's it, that game ran at 20 frames per second right. which i mean isn't that big of a deal i don't it's know it's pretty playable that way yeah um that's probably my favorite console the nintendo 64 probably probably the console i had the most fun on. make your case bro make your case all right um <laughs> i don't know i just feel like i mean obviously you know i can't say like it, it was a part of this is me growing up playing it sure my first console was the sega genesis and i love sega genesis of course but yeah N64 just felt so like, you know, at the time it was, whoa, this is moving around in 3D space. I 3D. Thinking, 3D and Super Mario 64 seems so like amazing. And I, I think Nintendo, uh, 90s Nintendo is probably, I think is the best Nintendo, even though obviously 80s Nintendo is great. There's a yeah. lot of really good. I think for Super NES, and Super N64, NES, yeah. they were kind of on their game. Right. Um, I mean, Aquarian Time is, I mean, you go back and it's like, this game is, a masterpiece of game design like it's genius yeah like, it no, really is it is a like, good game it's a good game not only is it it's is it is it genius in the design but like it's it's still held up even now and it was like what the first 3d zelda one of the first 3d rpgs that i that i know of that were you know in that, in right. that scale right yes um you know we had the golden eye was a big kind of you know changed how how you know headshots in video games and yeah the first game i can recall playing where you reload a gun golden i mean did a great job there was there's a lot of linear design. Yeah, yeah. With, with like mission like, levels. Like Surface One. It's you know, almost like level. the original Hitman, right? Kinda. Yeah. So I mean, th- there were so many revolutionary titles on that. I mean, I, I Perfect Dark. I could I could talk about the simulants and combat simulator forever. Yeah. Um, I I have to agree with with uh, with Kevin here. There's a lot of games I would absolutely go back and play. Although I agree, there's some that that are just dated. Frankly, they're dated. The the uh, the the polygons are whack. The textures are terrible, and the gameplay was mediocre on some in, in some cases. But but Blast Corps, man, Blast that's Corps. one of my favorite games <laughs> ever made, Where? and I and I constantly bring this up with these guys actually, because it's unique. There aren't any other games like that that I know of. Right, it was good then, and it's good now. The graphics aren't excellent, but it's still fun. I remember when I when I first found that game from uh, the local video store. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It was it's like, weird, right? What am I supposed to do in this game? Why am I this robot guy? Why am I what's with the car? Why is it blowing up? What am I? What? <laughs> Did like figure it out? Like I had to have my friend explain it to me. Well, why is there an atom bomb or whatever on a truck? Yeah, on a truck. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that that can't stop, and that yeah. explodes if it taps a building. If it taps a building, it's it's a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a nuke. Or like the funniest thing is there'll be like a tiny little fence that you miss because you're clearing the way for this truck. For those who've never played Blast Corps, this truck is just plowing through a level. And you have to uh, use all these different kinds of vehicles to clear the way for it, or it hits something and explodes. The funny thing is, you can think you did an excellent job. You can just smash the level in record time. You try for the platinum, gold, silver, metal, whatever. You think you've done it perfectly, and you're just waiting for the truck to make it, and you missed like one little peg from a little fence in someone's front yard or something, and it explodes. It's gone. <laughs> and uh, That's the ridiculousness of that game. But it's, it's really cool. If you've never played it, check it out. Um, 1080 snowboarding. 1080. Oh, okay. 1080 snowboarding was super good. 1080 I mean, snowboarding was amazing. It might be almost like the like the more abstract games. Kensuke really, Kimache. Like 1080. Uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers. Hey, Those Smash games Brothers is really well. I think like Smash Brothers is probably perfect. I don't really like Smash Brothers that much. I love that I, game, man. I love it. I think it came into. I think Smash Brothers really became something great on on the um, N64 on the GameCube. On the GameCube but really. the N64 version favorite. was like a revelation when I was a child. You know. You know what else? Worth mentioning about the N64. What in comparison to the rival technologies, uh, like the PSX, yeah, um, is 
it, it had the cartridges, which I think worked for it and worked against it. Mm-hmm. It worked against it in the in the terrible, terrible texture resolution. Like, oh my right. god, so bad. But no games ever had loading times, except for that one James Bond game that was after GoldenEye, the Eurocom game. But and I don't know why it had loading times. It shouldn't have. Oh, but I mean, everything every, everything was so, so zippy. You know, I mean, I, I no, remember that was really nice. I remember playing PSX and you hear like that grinding like disc noise yeah. for like thirty seconds sometimes, or if a game was scratched. I mean, it would load for. It, it may not load. Playing yet. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One. Yeah, those load yeah. times were those brutal, man. <laughs> Got to load those pop pop punk songs. <laughs> but you couldn't have any yeah. full motion video, which at the time was a pretty big deal on the N sixty four. It's so. hilarious that, that now full motion video is kind of something that people hate, but like back then it was like the shit. I, I, like I would play Final <laughs> Fantasy seven just to get to the next cutscene, which seems kind of crazy. And they were now, so pretty now yeah. that I would play. Like yeah, especially they look bad now, but I mean, it, at the time yeah, they were. They yeah, were they nice. looked really amazing. And uh, and there wasn't even that many of them like in the game. So you know, you play a thirty-hour game for thirty minutes of full motion video cutscene. Can uh, we uh, can we talk briefly about Turok Man and how amazing that game is? Turok One or Turok, Turok two? One or Two or Rage Wars? One. There's three one. Turok games on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I know you guys are much bigger fans of Turok Two. I uh, I own Turok One. You know, it was when I was a kid and I had limited funds to purchase video games. So Turok One was one of the ones I owned. And Enemies I played running the out of the shit out simulator. Of it. What's that? Yeah, there's a Enemies lot of, running out of the fog simulator. That, that's a fog out of the simulator, fog. <laughs> ever there was one. It's kind of like a horror movie in that regard because you're pretty much just navigating fog, yeah. and uh, and a raptor runs out at you from the right, and some guy throws a grenade from the left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's a great game though. They remastered it. They put it on Steam this year. The remaster is pretty strong, actually. I. I I just don't like that you can't I, bunny hop. I almost beat it. Like I really want. I, I played that game immediately after playing all the way through Quake. It feels like Quake. Except you can't bunny hop. And the bunny hopping in Quake is like a big, big part of the game feel. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to try it back. Also, it has like a really weird like turning thing. The tilting. Tilt when you the turn. The view bob tilt is definitely awkward. I agree. Not, and not when you jump, the, like, the field of view goes all high, which feels weird as well in Turok. I wish they would put out Turok 2 as a remaster. I know they, they Night said Dive they, they were going to do, do it. I'm and still now, waiting. Aren't they working on Star Citizen or something? They're working on System Shock 3 oh, well, and the System Shock 1 <clears throat> remake, not remaster. Right, I guess. Remake. Given the choice, while, while I want those, I really want Turok Two, man. I would rather take those. Over. Sixty FPS Turok Two would. Be... Yeah, that's a game that ran at like five frames per second on the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Really, um, it really ran bad. I still played the hell out of it. Turok games are pretty good. What else was good on the Nintendo sixty four? Uh, Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings. Dude, Pilot <laughs> Wings. I remember Not that good. like getting that from the video store because I love the Super Nintendo one and I really like this the uh, the skydiving part. And yeah. it, in Pilot Wing 64, it has the guy on the cover of the, the game skydiving, but then you don't skydive for like 15 hours into the game. Like you oh. have to play a yeah. lot of Pilot Wing 64 before That's you it. get to skydive. And I was peeved because I had the game for two days and I never got to skydive. I never got that far. Bait <laughs> <laughs> and switch, man. That's I was pissed, lame. man, as a kid. That was something that was like, you know, you don't usually get mad at games when you're a kid. Like, no. you know, right. like it wasn't like this right. game's bad or I hate this. Yeah, but that that actually pissed me off. What about Star Fox 64? Oh, I love that. one of the best that actually I, I would I could go back. Played and play that, that right game now. on very hard into the full left path all the way through to Andros. Nice. I mean, I, I, I did everything. I completed that game. Yeah. Well, the thing that stands out for me when I remember 64 is uh, is, is how many times I tried to get the warp at the beginning. It's like the first level. And you yeah. have to hit all those like those, those the, warp, the rings, the half rings, those rings, and it gets and go faster and faster and faster. Yeah, and that's 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 the way to skip to the end, right? Oh wait, you mean the do you mean the warp yeah. in the asteroid field, or do you mean? I mean, I mean the secret warp. It's like the first level. 
Yeah, no, it is the first, first level. It has, the game. It has these little the first like, level. like hoops, like they're half hoops, and like yeah. in the water you have to go through. And then you fight the the Super Nintendo Corneria boss. He's like, like kind of like an alligator, like lizard guy. You no, what that? I remember is is that they're like these blue flowers looking things. They're like these. Aaron, maybe you recall. Maybe you can help me remember. So so you hit one. So maybe yeah. I maybe it's like a it's like a circular like warp thing. Okay, and you fly through it. The yeah. point is, the gist of it is, is that. You have to hit them all in succession. You keep going faster for each one you hit, and it's very, very difficult to do them all. I think that's in the um, asteroid level, the second level. Yeah. Oh, it might be. I th- might yeah, I think be. you are. And, and you start spinning faster and faster and faster. And you have to yes, like hit you them spin. All. It's been yeah. so long, I can't remember. But... I played that game yeah, so much, like I never, never left my brain. Mm. That is an excellent game, though. It is. I mean, the voice, come on, the voices? Yeah. How many games have tons of voice acting before that game? I can't let you do that, yeah, exactly. Star Fox. Exactly. Do a barrel One of my Be careful, lines. it's a trap. Yeah. Dang. Detach the rear vehicle. Do they ever improve upon that game? I know that. Thanks, Fox. I they, thought they I was a downer. Uh, remaster, and they re- they got all the old actors to re-record all the dialogue. Oh, that's nice. That's amazing. Unfortunately, Nintendo's limited supply. It's you can only buy it from like price gougers, and it's like a hundred dollars. Really? Yep. But you have it. I don't have it. I didn't buy it back then because I. I thought you it was had like it. I, I play this game so much I don't need to really play it again. You could just get it on like Virtual Console, but I mean, what about the GameCube one? Was that any good? Uh, the one with the Aperoids. What was, was that called? Like Star Wii Fox one? Assault. That was like a Namco game. Uh, I had the GameCube that one. That was a rare game. No, I think it was. It was published by Namco. Okay. It was when you fight like these. They're called the Aperoids. It's like it has like a whole new enemy. So it was crap. And they they rebranded Andrew. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Star Fox fan. I know. I know all the characters. <laughs> I know the new game's supposed to be atrocious because it does this. Dual you have to use nonsense. The, you have to do wiggle, or you have to use the, the gyroscope to control it. I guess. Miyamoto finally made a bad game. In conjunction with Platinum Games, you think that would have been like out of the and it had ballpark. it had the Star Fox like SNES like uh, music, and you could play as like the R wing from the first game, like with oh, really? the old school polygon. Yeah, I was pretty on board with that. That's pretty cool. But unfortunately, the game was not good. Hmm. It's a shame. What else? What else is good on the sixty four? Well, did you guys uh, play Fighters Destiny? Fighters Destiny? No, yeah. no. Okay, so it's just an absurd fighter. I guess it was probably shipped out of Japan. Um, the interesting thing about it, and the only reason it's worth mentioning, is because if you beat the game, if you beat the boss, who is a cow, you get to play as the cow, and then you can kick people as a cow and like <laughs> okay. fight. It's a fighting game where you get to play as a cow. Kung yeah. Pao? No, he's just a cow. <laughs> he has like a his name is like Yoshi something or like he has some very Japanese name. He's Wasn't cool. there uh, the rare fighting game as well where you, you know with B Orchid and uh, the other guy, Cook a Combo Breaker? Huh? Yeah, wasn't that on N sixty four? What are you talking about? The rareware fighting game. Oh, oh, the uh, Killer Instinct. Yeah, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. I think there That's was right. a Killer Instinct. That was, that, was a P- that was a PS game as well, though. Yeah, it was on both, right? Yeah, well, yeah. We're talking exclusives here, so only N sixty four. No, no, no. I mean, no, we can talk most about of the it. games that came out on the Nintendo sixty four were exclusives. Just... I play a lot of this game, Battle Tanks. I really like that. Battle Tanks is that the and one with the, the the commercial? The commercial they, they the blow the little the, yeah, they blow them away. Oh my <laughs> god, that was he catch out on fire. <laughs> that game was really fun, actually. Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing that game. My, I my think friends. I rented it, and I don't think I liked it very much. Mm. Battle. Tanks. I remember that was back in the days when I was renting games. And I love the uh, Aki wrestling games, all like uh, WrestleMania 2000, okay, real good. WCW, NW Nitro Revenge. Yeah. Incredible. Come on. Those games those are like, I still think there's no wrestling games better than those. I still play those there games isn't. now. Yeah. I love Dude, they're those games. so good. It's it's just so simple. And I think it's cool about for them a, too. for a weak grapple. Yeah, exactly. Whole day for a strong grapple. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was great. That's and also, an excellent game. It, like, it was 
you know, the height of the Attitude Era for, for WWF. And then right. for WCW, it was like, you know, during the, the uh, NWO time. So it was like the best, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe not, but my favorite time for, for wrestling. Those were some good games. I, I, okay, I take it back. Nintendo 64 had some gems. It did. Um, I'm glad we've uh, managed to convince the host of the show yeah. that N64 <laughs> is worthwhile. I'll change my <laughs> mind. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember hours of, of Gauntlet 64 with friends in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Gauntlet 64, yeah. Gauntlet yeah. Legends, right? Gauntlet Legends? Speaking of, speaking, okay, we haven't even mentioned this. Four-player co-op, yeah. four-player versus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the, a lot of those. Super Mario player. Party, Gauntlet yep. Legends. Goldeneye. You're suddenly... Goldeneye, all, Perfect Goldeneye, Dark. the things that, you know, um, really, who didn't spend hours and hours playing, you know, Battle Royale or whatever it's called in, in Mario Kart? Mm-hmm. Yep, and then sixty. Yeah, on, on the on the no. block fort. This is the back in the day fort, when man. consoles were really good at what consoles were supposed to do instead of you know online yeah. multiplayer. Which and there, there was there was more split screen games, I swear, than there is now. Like yeah. hardware exponentially more powerful. We don't have split screen games. What's up with that? No, we we can't do it. There's no way they could do split. They just want to sell. They want to sell their online look. subscriptions. Is why. Yeah, it's, it's they some wanna, bullshit. They want to sell PS Plus and gold, Xbox Live Gold. Makes me sad. I don't know. So yeah, final word. What do you guys think? Nintendo 64 or the PlayStation? What do you think, Josh? Ooh. There can be only one. Play, play, PlayStation actually had better games, but uh, but I, I, I owned an N64, and I, and I, you know, for that reason, became very close to a lot of the games, so I'll have to go with N64, though I, I do re- acknowledge that PS, the PlayStation, had a better catalog of games. All right. Kevin? God, I don't know, man. That's so. I mean, I, I honestly probably the N64, but PlayStation has got like Metal Gear. It's got Resident Evil. It's got Tekken. I mean, it's, they got Resident it's, Evil on Nintendo 64. They got Resident Evil 2. 2, yeah. It's all compressed. It's got some cool stuff, but I don't know, man. I mean, I, mm. I guess I'm still going to get to the N64, but and the PlayStation's got a Final Fantasy 7. I mean, yeah. I, I love, and the PS1's got so many RPGs. I, I mean, even mentioned. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would probably have to say N64, though, ultimately, as it was my most played console. So, okay. I mean, for me, it's it's unquestionably the PlayStation, just because I feel like those games have better controller liked, too. They aged better. The controller the was dual, a little better. Dual, dual Shock's pretty nice. Both pretty great. If Nintendo makes a little plastic N sixty four N sixty four like they're doing Please with the do. NES, I'll, I'll buy and that. a Super NES, a Super NES and an N sixty four. That's the one I read. Oh my god! I think the Super be... NES is better than both the PlayStation and the play, uh, really Nintendo sixty four. But that's that's a different 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 conversation. So we're we're gonna wrap up here. But Josh, what do you? We're getting into the season where games are coming out, right? It's it's the big big game season. Holly, uh, Hollywood, Halloween's coming up. The holidays are coming up. What what are you looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to the Dark Souls three DLCs. All right, and that's it. That's all I can think of right now. Dishonored two, Battlefield one, Dishonored two for sure. Battlefield one sort of after the uh, the beta was kind of like oh, this is cool but maybe it, it's rough around the edges granted it was a beta uh that has potential uh, dishonor 2 looks awesome um and uh, and some of the uh the sort of retro things like strafe and yeah. whatnot i can't wait for okay kevin what are you looking forward to um I, the game I want the most is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, and that's the other thing I forgot to mention on PS1 is Symphony of the Night. I mean, that's like the other master class yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the one I want the most. Uh, it's got all the features. I, but what about what's coming out this year? Oh, I guess it's not coming out this year. That's true. It got pushed back. It's I, not coming I, out I, I always forget. 2018. 2018. That's not even coming um, out next year. Uh, let's see. This year, uh, I really want Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 looks um, great. I really want Gears 4. 
Uh, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. really psyched that's like for that. Any day now, yeah. So that's like... Gears Four is coming out this month, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, Forza just came out. Forza are really oh, that Forza looks real good. That game looks. I mean, apparently you can like go into like explore the world and like go into like like barns and find classic cars. Yeah. There's a whole collection element, which just sounds extremely addicting to me. I, I'm I'm on board with that game. Okay. Um, th- those two are probably the one I want the most. There's something else I'm sure I'm leaving out, but I can't think of. What's that one? Seven? That one arena. That one arena FPS like. Um, Lawbreakers, yes, by Cliffy B. Is that this year? Yeah, I think it is this year. Is it? Okay. It's I also so. Unreal Tournament, the yes, the, the new one. Uh, and there's also a Quake, a Quake coming up. Yeah, Quake that's Champions. Year, but, is it, uh, is that's next year. Okay. Yeah, but that looks really good. From the word on the street is that's going to be awesome. It's going to live up to yeah. Quake Three, which means no one's going to play it, and it's going to be hard as fuck and amazing. But, yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely. This new Dishonored game looks real good. Real, real good. And I, I really want to get Forza Horizon. Um, I just want they, they need to do a. Uh, apparently, the game's pretty badly optimized at the moment on the PC. They'll get it resolved. It, yeah, I, I've got faith they'll get it resolved. It's also if you, I believe, if you get it on the PC, you get it on the Xbox One too. I don't own an Xbox One. Crossplay, right? But that's a pretty. I, a pretty I like that. That's, that's, feature, that's yeah. pretty nice. And there's crossplay, so yeah. So th- those are kind of that's what I'm looking forward to. Otherwise, I just started digging deep into Metal Gear Solid Five. Which I know is, is is like a year and a half old now, but it's it's pretty incredible. That's a game I recommend to anyone. Yeah, I recommend anyone play Metal Gear Five. All right. Well, I think I think that's all we got time for today. But uh, I thank you all for listening. Josh, thanks for coming by. Thank Kevin, you. Yep. Thank you for uh, co-hosting. And, and uh, if you got mail for us, send it to nocastmail at gmail dot com, and send us your mail, and we will uh, we'll read it on the air for you yeah and uh that'll be fun cool so thank you everybody for listening you have a great week we'll see you next week 